I, I personally believe that it's really important to keep to keep that tradition, and especially when you have um, masterworks by by such transformative artists. I think it's it's you know it should be celebrated at every opportunity, um, and the big classical ballets are are a really great um, opportunity to keep that tradition and to to, to because I think I think what Nureyev has you know um, means to us as an artist is really profound but also um those works will continue to sort of as i said challenge and inspire and elevate um companies that continue to perform them today i'm talking to nimai kish about his career as principal dancer of the royal ballet and also the ballet projects he's directing. Good morning, Nehemiah. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Thank you. It's it's great to be here. So you're in London at the moment? Uh, yes, I'm in London um, working from my home. <laughs> and um, it's uh, we're just preparing, we're in the final weeks before we go to Japan um, for a, a gala that I'm directing. And um, so, so lots to do, <laughs> and um, mm, it's lots an of preparation. Production. Yeah. Mm. So, tell me about this this gala that you're doing. Um, well, we a, a very good friend of mine from from ballet school, uh, Canada's National Ballet School. We we studied together. We lived together. Um, he he moved to Japan. Um, a few years ago, and in the northern part of Japan, a, a, a city called Akita, which is famous for for its rice and its sake and all the wonderful foods, um, and they have a they have a new theater, and so he asked if I would um, help him put together a gala featuring dancers of the Royal Ballet, and. So then I thought, well, it'd be really interesting to to select repertoire that kind of, um, you know, from from the extraordinary history, tradition of the Royal Ballet. So um, and so he, so we started developing it, started thinking about it a few years ago. And um, just last summer, it, it's, you know, it started to really take shape. And um, now we're sort of weeks weeks away mm-hmm. it's really exciting <laughs> but it's it's a long process that the planning part of it you know it's not something you you uh whip up in a month or two <laughs> well you know i think every every gala performance every project has its own sort of lifespan and some can come together really very quickly um but they're always different you know considerations so in this case um we're going to a, a brand new theater we're going to a part of japan um that that doesn't typically have this sort of um this type of of gala performance certainly uh featuring you know some of the incredible dancers that, that we're bringing and and in the repertoire that we're bringing um so so and, and you know, so we we really took our time to develop it and to um, 
communicate with with the theater. We're also we have another city we're going to Sapporo, which is more uh, which regularly welcomes large scale ballet companies, and so it's a little bit more straightforward. But um, but but it's been nice to sort of develop it over time as well. I think it it really benefits from that, and um, and I'm I'm excited about the program from from. Capella, you know, which was a ballet that Nanette Tavalwa brought to the company, to Chroma by Wayne McGregor, and um, more recent works by Valentino Zucchetti, and a world premiere by Krista McNally, uh, and of course, the big classical pas de deux, Don Quixote and Le Corsair. So, so we really get to show the broad range of the artists in the program. Um, present wonderful ballets, wonderful music. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great program and it's so great that you keep the, the classical works as well, you know, that you, you keep, uh, have that also in the program because I think it's so important that, uh, and, and that's what the audiences love as well. Well, and the dancers love performing the the, the, the grand pas de deux, and um, you know they're thrilling and they're what I what I really enjoy about the way the Royal Ballet dancers perform the Corsair or Don Quixote um, is is that especially in the summertime or if they're there's sort of a gala situation they can they can really um, interpret it in a way that they that they're, you know, that that keeps it alive and keeps it exciting for them, mm-hmm. um, and and so so I like to give you know obviously allow for that that freedom um, and really trusting them, but but I think that that sort of energy and exuberance it really you know when the dancers are excited the audience is excited it's just it's yeah. just a wonderful sort of feedback loop and mm-hmm. and um so so you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how the audience especially in akita um receive receive these dancers because i i i expect it's going to be uh I'm excited for them. <laughs> yeah, amazing. But you've just um, also recently uh, been a, a principal dancer of the Royal Ballet and you've recently retired. I mean, 2019, I think I read that you retired. So do you enjoy um, being on the other side now? I mean, you, you've you always been the dancer, but uh, or do, are you also still dancing? Um. Well, when I retired and, uh, from the stage, and I and I really sort of selected that language, <laughs> yeah. I, I said I'm I'm retiring from the stage. I think I, you know, as a dancer, I had a wonderful career, the type of career that I would have you know only dreamed about, and um, got to dance with wonderful companies and work with wonderful people, um, and. When it was time, you know, I, I, I think when it, when it was time for me to stop dancing, it was really it was really time for me to continue working with you know specifically classical ballet and um, but in a different way and and to sort of to sort of really kind of make that transition 
and not look back. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I will always be a, a dancer, <laughs> certainly. And I think, um, but that's always, that's an important part of, of who I am and, and what shaped me. But, um, I, I, I enjoy working on the other side. I enjoy supporting dancers first and foremost. Um, and if I can help them realize, you know, wonderful performances first you know fundamentally and um help them enjoy enjoy projects it's, it's been sort of kind of a hallmark of a lot of the projects I've, I've directed or been involved in since leaving the stage is, has been really to um try, try and support the dancers to to really uh give them an opportunity to, to have a wonderful experience and, and a great performance and enjoy it hopefully <laughs> yeah but do you look at the career or do you look at dancers or do you look at ballet in a different way than you did when you were a dancer well it's interesting because um immediately after i after i um finished performing mm-hmm. and and re- retired i I went to study arts administration and cultural policy at Goldsmiths University of London. And so what it did was, I suppose, in terms of changing how I look at dance, um, it just, it really made me more aware of, of everything that's involved in making it possible for dancers to, you know, to do what they love and, and, um, so you know all the departments in 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 large organizations that that are all working towards a common goal but also um you know the 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 government policies that support that and make it possible um private sec private involvement um all of these things that that are, are are critical to to making what what we do um possible and you know, developing a greater appreciation, of course. Um, and I think it's extraordinary that so many talented people are are committed to to um, supporting the, the art form that we love so much. Yeah, because you, you're mentioning now the the administration part of it, because that's also a, a part that... that uh, as a dancer, you don't always realize that. So you have to, you you think of your artistic career, but you don't think of what goes on behind the scenes for you to to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's lots of there's lots of interesting artistic um, sort of opportunities mm-hmm. uh, at every level. I I, I think, um, and so that makes it really exciting because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things in, in sort of taking on independent production work is is really getting hands on with uh, or involved um, with all the different components of of a production, and um, again working with with really talented people and and sort of learning and and kind of you know the more the more I'm sort of collaborating with people in different aspects, whether it's marketing or whether it's um, 
the creation of the of the the program book, uh, for example, um, you know, it's not only you know interesting to watch people produce what they do, but but it's 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 really inspiring to to be involved in that and to appreciate at a different level. Um, and, and yeah, so so I, I it, having left it. it I, having stepped away from the stage in my own career and sort of looked more broadly at, at all of the, the things that, that need to happen to make, to make a perform, to put a performance on stage, certainly increased my appreciation for all of, <laughs> all of the incredible work that people do. It's, it's quite yeah. extraordinary. Well, you can also now, um, I think you mentioned when you do these projects that you you give the dancers also that little bit of freedom because you understand what it is to be a dancer. I, I you know I, I understand also what it's like to um, perform with lots of pressure and yeah. uh, and that you know it's that's exciting and it's wonderful as an artist it's a privilege to have that pressure to to perform at a high level. And I think when, you know, certainly with, with this performance in Japan, it's, it's to kind of, um, you know, relax a lot of that pressure, allow, allow some freedom, allow, uh, and, and, and I think the summertime is a perfect opportunity to have a sort of, um, a looser feel, uh, which, yeah. and, and, because of course I, I trust the artists entirely, um, but I think it, it just brings a different dimension to the to the performance um, by allowing that space. And um, because I, I certainly uh, recognize, you know, the amount of pressure that in a long season that artists put themselves under, whether whether you know those expectations are external or not. I think they're never as high as the sort of internal expectation an artist has of themselves. So, so just allowing us, you know, sort of a looser feel and hopefully that, that sort of, you know, a joyous performance, you know, I, I, it, it's just, you know, I, I think it's a good space for, for, for that. Mm. But you've also done this amazing Nuri of Gala that I read about in Drury Lane in the theater. So tell me about that. How, why is specifically Nuria? Oh, well, um, the, the, that was a really a, an enormous, an enormous production. And, um, it, it was a lot of dedication from a lot of people. And, um, I think, Celebrating Nureyev is is something that um, we, we you know fun you know we sh we should all celebrate Nureyev every opportunity we have mm -hmm. as dancers because I, I really think he 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 elevated classical ballet in a way that that nobody else has and I think we all um, Owe a lot. I certainly owe a lot of my um, my dancing career to the inspiration um, that that Nureyev provided me, but also um, he inspired so many people who were sort of um, very important at every stage of my career. 
And um, so celebrating Nureyev to me, it was it was really something that that seemed so obvious, and it was something I was so fixated on. <laughs> really, it was just an obsession that that this was something that that needed to happen. It was a, um, and it was uh, such a privilege to be able to spend a few years really just learning about Nureyev, focusing on Nureyev. Um, thinking about ways of, of, of celebrating them. That's that, that would resonate here in London. Um, but also have, you know, connections internationally. Um, and, you know, looking back, it, it was something that I sort of pinched myself. I, I really think it was a privilege to be able to, um, celebrate Rudolf Nureyev. And, and of course it was a lot of hard work from a lot of, really uh incredible people um and and we did it at a time that that there were there were challenges of course um we 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 began during the pandemic um really building the production um sort of all the logistics of the production um but it but it really is was a culmination of sort of a lifetime of up to this point of really? my experience in dance and and um wanting to wanting to celebrate somebody i consider just uh you know um exceptional on a level that i you know i think there are very few people in history <laughs> let alone artists let alone ballet dancers so um no, I, I, I think it, it, it's something that that was was so deeply meaningful to me, and I and I think we had we we connected. Um, you know, I'm glad. I, I think it was something very important to do. But do you think uh, because it's now um, sort of also important to allow young choreographers to show their work and and um but do you think it's also important for theaters to to keep these works these masterworks really uh these classical works and and like him his work Nuriev's work that they specifically keep that because of uh also what that brings out of the dancers Nureyev's choreography is, is a challenge for, for every dancer. And, um, I, I think with every generation, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get easier. I, I performed Nureyev's Sleeping Beauty and I performed his, um, a third act Raimonda here in London. Um, but you know, it, it, I, I personally believe that it's really important to keep, to keep that tradition. And especially when you have, um, masterworks by by such transformative artists i think it's it's you know it should be celebrated at every opportunity um and the big classical ballets are are a really great um opportunity to keep that tradition and to to, to because i think i think what nureyev has you know um, means to us as an artist is is really profound but also um those works will continue to sort of 
as I said, challenge and inspire and elevate um, companies that continue to perform them. Um, and so, so I, I, you know, I, and I think they're wonderful. That not only I think we sometimes we focus too much, well, appropriately uh, on the choreography and the challenges and and the artistry, but I think the the productions themselves are fabulous. You know, um, the set designs and and they so. I mean, we we have you know costumes assessed by Georgiadis in in certain um, productions. The National Ballet of Canada um, continues to perform the production using the sets and costumes of Sydney Beauty. Um, and one of the things when I was really reading different people commenting about Nereev and in, in researching for the project um, was you know talking about Nereev as a producer. Um, about how you know he was famously uncompromising in the dance studio um but he also really collaborated at the same level with the sets and costume um right. every every aspect of of the production um he he you know really worked at the highest level and i th i think it's it, it, it's it was just a like i said a privilege and the most inspiring period of my life to, really? you know, as an artist to, to, to kind of learn more and um, you know in, in, in preparation it was really really fantastic I think it's still processing <laughs> really? what, what we achieved here in London so yeah amazing but I read also that he was very flamboyant and that he was also you know he dressed very uh, sort of flamboyantly and uh, maybe that's also uh, how his productions are a little bit well it, there's there's um certainly a, a, a an attention to to detail and mm -hmm. all of these um beautiful fabrics and you see that um certainly in the way he dressed but also in 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 the set design and the mm -hmm. costumes and um yeah I, I i you know there were there were there were lots of people who who obviously knew Nureyev personally um and so with with the production it, it was you know i i wanted to give people space who who knew them who knew who knew Nureyev to to really be able to tell a little bit of their story, um, their relationship with Maria. Mm -hmm. Um, but but for me it was really important to celebrate what he what he represents to dancers mm -hmm. of my generation who may not have had the opportunity to meet him, but were certainly in, in you know, um owe a huge debt of gratitude and so yeah, it, it, as I said, I I, I think it, it it's just hard to certainly hard to quantify what Nureyev means um and it was a privilege to celebrate Nureyev and Amazing. something I I think we'll we'll continue doing for well, sure well well congratulations for what you've achieved and and that you put that up and and also with you say with all the 
restrictions that we had also after the pandemic that that uh, makes it more impressive what you've achieved <laughs> but now um you also you also busy with intensive programs you you also have um a, a company that you or you, you you teach so mm. tell me about this uh, these intensive programs that you do we just um we started uh we call it the Royal Intensive Training. So dancers from the Royal Ballet um, teaching short intensive programs and um, really in in America. And I started, I went back to my, my home state, uh, Michigan. Uh, for the first one, we partnered with the Detroit Opera House um, to present it at, at the Opera House. And I think um, it, there's a lot of different um, inspirations for, for, for beginning this. And primarily, um, you know, it was, it was kind of these intensive programs that, that gave me exposure to the professional dance world when I was um, young and, and growing up in Michigan. And some of those, larger intensive programs have have left the state but there is a huge amount of talented dancers in 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 certainly in michigan but uh, throughout america throughout north america um and so you know ultimately the idea was to 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 start in detroit and then maybe to see opportunities if we could take this to other parts of america whether it's major um cities or um some other midwestern capitals that that don't necessarily have exposure to to work with um dancers certainly from the royal ballet um and so that that was really kind of the inspiration for it and you know it it is again reaching out to i i I, I researched how many dance studios there are in Michigan and wanting to reach out to um, as many people as possible to to let them know that we're we're holding this at the Detroit Opera House. And the number it was it was wonderful to see the number of dance studios there are in, in the state of Michigan, um, which really which really sort of um shows how important dance is and how how uh, how many students are are training in, in ballet um so it's it's uh yeah it was it was fun and and it's something i hope we can we will continue to do i, I expect we will yeah because with uh, dance and specifically ballet you have to start at a young age and and you have to uh, go through this uh training this quite intensive training to to get the technique um but how much do you think in these uh, you doing these intensive training courses so you you basically working with young uh, students who have this um uh, or are the ability but also the dream to become a dancer but how much do you think uh the importance should be more on uh, the the artistry, you know, mm -hmm. than rather than t 
technically getting these young dancers perfect or, or aiming to get them perfect, but that there's more, um, more sort of um, what do you say attention on giving to the to the artistic uh, expression of ballet. Hmm. Well, it's interesting you say um, whether you know the idea of, of focusing on on perfection or or artistry. It's I think you know, as a as a dancer, as a professional dancer, we 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 know that perfection is something that you're, doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> it's something you're always striving towards, and and um, sort of the unattainable goal. So, one of the things that I I, I personally like to do, and it is to really focus on um, giving dancers. Uh, um, different things to think about. So, you know, whether it's a breath in the arms or opposition or, or, or moving, I think, you know, a lot of the dancers who, who, who came to us to train, they have wonderful, they already have wonderful training mm -hmm. and, and really they, they're where they need to be at the, at the age they, um, at their specific age and we were working with kids between the ages of 11 and 18 and um so at that point they they really had a kind of a strong fundamental technique and so so for me what the thing i'm really interested in is just giving an opportunity again to to free up to loosen up um remind them that ballet is not you know yes it's a serious art form but we're we're dancing we're moving we're breathing um yeah. and um so so by again focusing on on whether it's the breath in the port of bras the opposition in the body um uh, placing the weight in the, the weight in the in the right in the place to make it possible to move quicker or to move freer um i do like i like the idea of finding freedom in classical ballet technique so uh which which sometimes i think it's perfectly natural that that um because there's that focus on that sort of unachievable perfection yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. that we that that it sort of sometimes can limit that freedom mm -hmm. um which then limits the expression and so so just giving again more space to to uh to focus on on ballet as movement um because i th i think that's what really translates translates as a professional dancer um being able to do to be able to act naturally while doing classical ballet technique is is you know really kind of the challenge <laughs> to yeah. make to make a, a a classical variation that that has all these you know technical um elements but to be able to make it look like it's totally natural and and um so then so then whatever the feeling whatever the mood of the music whatever the whatever the narrative of the work um it's then able to sort of translate to the audience by by doing it in a way that that's that's really really quite natural um and that's not an easy thing and that's why we my dancers train every day so 
Um, so, we, you know, of course, we focus on on some very fundamental technical things that that dancers will focus on from their first ballet class to yeah. their last performance as a professional. Um, some of those things never change, but but um, but just again, again, finding finding some freedom, finding uh, freedom in the movement, and and um, you know what allows what what makes that easier, more accessible. You know, easier to access that freedom within that that framework is is something that I I, I think is that I enjoy trying to communicate uh, mm -hmm. to dancers. But now you're saying you're giving back. So you started in Michigan, and what age were you when you started doing ballet? Oh, a ballet. Um, I, I I started dancing. I, I I don't know. I must have been seven or eight years old, and. I like most, um, well, I, I don't know most dancers, but certainly I think in North America, boys tend to, um, you know, go to dance to whether it's jazz or tap. Um, and and it's just a little bit more accessible <laughs> than, oh, okay. than arriving and putting on ballet tights. But um, I, I think I ballet was what, I really wanted to do um and so i did jazz and tap for a couple of years and and was competing in a wonderful studio a wonderful dance teacher um and and then people started commenting oh well to improve he needs he needs to start ballet it'll help his jazz mm -hmm. technique and so that was that was sort of my pathway into battle. Oh, okay. and, and once somebody said that, I, I was sort of like, yes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I needed that that input to to then, um, you know, to then to do it. But what was it about ballet that uh, that you wanted to do it? I mean, can you remember what uh, did you see a ballet that you thought, okay, this is what I want to do? I, I yeah, I think I think there were. I, I had this kind of romantic idea of ballet, these, these, you know, these European studios with the hardwood floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think a lot of that comes from films like White Nights and, and sort of oh, okay. films of the early 80s with Baryshnikov. And and, um, and so, uh, yeah, it was in, and I liked, I, I liked the physicality of it. It was, it was, you know, I really connected with the physicality of male dancing um, at the time, and so, so yeah, it was, you know, it, it was something I really enjoyed. And then, of course, when I went to audition for for professional ballet school, and I went to Canada's National Ballet School, and they have this this wonderful building with Studio AB that that's now been converted for a different use, but um, it had the hardwood floors. It had the big windows. Really? <laughs> uh, it, it was a, an old sort of Quaker uh, hall that that was converted to a, a studio many many years ago. Um, and oh, it just amazing. had all of that European romanticism that I associated yeah. with with classical ballet. And so I was, you know, I thought, well, this this is the place for me. Um, a dream come true. Oh, absolutely. That's how you envisioned it. Amazing. 
Yeah. Um, well, it was, it, <laughs> it was, um, there wasn't a whole lot of, of, of vision there. I think I, I sort of, oh, okay. we lucked into the right place that, that, <laughs> that really resonated with me. <laughs> okay. Um, you were drawn. <laughs> yeah. But that was amazing. So, and how did you end up then um, at the Royal Ballet? Um, well, you know, it, again, it was sort of a, a, a long <laughs> winding path. And um, I danced for many years with National Ballet of Canada after I graduated from the school and um, started working. Uh, I, I think there was a certain repertoire of the Royal Ballet that we had in the company that that I really, really connected with. And, um, and I also started guest performing with some artists who were, who were dancers at the world ballet. Um, and, but I went to, I, I joined the Royal Danish ballet, uh, when Nikolai Huba became artistic director and he was, you know, an extraordinary person to work with as well. Just great ballet master. And, um, I had two really fabulous seasons at uh, Royal Danish Ballet. And in my second season, I, I came to London and um, spoke with Dame Monica Mason, who was then the artistic director. And sort of there, there was an opportunity to come and work with the company. So um, it, it all happened kind of very, very naturally in a way. It just... Mm -hmm. um, it was something that was a dream of mine, but, but, uh, and, and I think I was very fortunate. I think it was a lot of good timing, <laughs> but, uh, but of course, a lot of hard work and, um, but and how important is it for a, a dancer to go to different companies? Do you think, do you think everybody should, um, you know, try to go to different companies or stay at a company and work yourself up? I, I think it was important for me. Um, and it's, you know, everybody has their, you know, their individual um, pathway and, and what works best for them as artists. And I... You know, I just wanted, to, you know, I really wanted to to explore. I really wanted to experience working in Europe, and and um, and it's it's different. You know, the National Ballet of Canada. I, I couldn't have asked for for a more supporting environment to work to work in, and and I had wonderful repertoire and incredible, extraordinary people to work with, and um, but there was. You know, I wanted to experience what it'd be like, feel like to work in a in an opera house, where rather than having um, seasons and rehearsal periods, that is just sort of a continuous flow of performing right. and working on different works, and um, so that was that was also a big challenge and a big a major transition for me um, because it's a very different way of working, and um, but but it was also it was also really, really sort of uh, exciting. kept It kept things fresh, and um, and yes. Yeah, so, so 
I, I think it's important as artists to 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 sort of experience different ways of working, whether that means in your summers going and um, taking classes somewhere. It doesn't necessarily mean that leaving or changing companies is for everybody. Or, um, and, I, and I think there are so many, I, I think the, the benefits of really working with, with one company for one's entire career um, you know that that's that's just something that I didn't I didn't experience as a dancer, but I, but I can recognize how how incredibly fulfilling that must be. So um, so yeah, I, I think as artists we just we find our own our own pathway that that, yeah, that's that true. keeps us inspired. Mm. But now Nehemiah, what's your wishes for the future? My wishes, oh. Um, I, I think I, you know, I, I, I think I, I, I am very interested in directing. It's something I've been, you know, even even directing the galas. I really enjoy programming and and hopefully bringing bringing something interesting or slightly different or to to that to that format of, of presenting um, gala works. I, I think it would be really you know, I, I would love to work again in a major um, organization. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'll continue creating and, and continue teaching and create, continue coaching um, and and just remain open to, to possibilities and opportunities um, because, you know, wonderful things just sort of, you know, when you're open to things, they, they tend to present yeah. themselves. So, um but but i'm super active so <laughs> it, it, you, it's nice mm. to stay active around ballet sure. and and you 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 enjoy this uh transition from the dancer to to doing this these productions i i, I enjoy um you know trans, transitioning is i i think never never easy but what what's interesting about it is you're just it, you're suddenly um taking on new challenges and you know that's always a learning opportunity and so in that way it's it's you know in some some things are are take more time <laughs> but but i i i i like the challenge you know mm. i have to say yeah <laughs> um, but amazing the things you do. I mean, it's it's wonderful, and um, you know that you that you create. I think this is this amazing that you do that. Oh, thank you. That's very mm. kind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was so great to talk to you, and um, really, I I admire your work, and and especially this Nureyev Gala that you did that I read about, and. Um, Congratulations again with that. And I really wish for you that, like your wish um, when you were a child uh, to, to be in this uh, hall, the studio with the wooden floors, that you, that, <laughs> that all your other wishes also come true. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> it's been great.